on this computer. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome into Home Field Tailgate, the third episode of everyone's favorite college sports podcast. Um, you know, today we're going to, you know, like we do every week, we're going to talk about last week. We're going to talk about this week. Some, you know, fun stories happened over the week. Uh, we got some monkey business to talk about. We got Gary Patterson and uh, everyone's favorite, Virtue's Bad Beats. So uh, before we get into it, <laughs> uh, what's everyone drinking tonight, Addison? I am drinking a um, uh, it's, it's the vodka drink um, with some lime juice and a, a lime garnish. And okay. it is blackberry pomegranate flavored sparkling Ooh. water. With okay. vodka. No problem. Vodka. No problem. And my handy Galette's cup. There, uh, hey, it's always consistent. If anything is consistent on this thing, it's going to be Addison's Galette's cup. Uh, Virtue, what about you? I'm drinking a good old glass of wine as always. Oh yeah, you got Cabernet in there, Chianti. Uh, what, are, Cabernet, what are we talking? Of course, Cabernet. Okay, got you. Uh, you know, last week I tried to get cider and it failed me. Couldn't find it. Um, but this week I did. It's uh, currently 47 degrees out here in Dallas, Texas. It's raining. 47? I got my cider. 47. Can you believe it? And I know y'all won't see this, but I also have a cinnamon stick in here. Um, so it's delightful. I got my Jefferson Reserve. Uh, bourbon and uh, we're thriving. So excited! Thomas, Thomas is in the upper 30s in Oxford, Mississippi. Wow! The rain has subsided, but it's going to be 33 degrees, tonight. and we're just on the third day of November. Can wow. you tell for what? It's 45 in Nashville. I guess I just didn't realize that. Um, going to be 36 tonight. So 32 at 5 a.m. when I have to leave for work. Yeah. Today was the first. Today was the first day where I was, you know, walking to my car to go to work. And I was thinking, man, it's actually pretty cold outside. So, you know, hopefully that comes a little bit. But I always say that and then it stays cold and I'm pissed. So you can never be happy, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of I'm next, supposed to warm back up next week. Football, you know, you know, it's going to happen. I hate it happen. I hate college football now. I, I hate sports in general. Um, I'm still pissed about this past week's game and everything's been going on. Um, look, it's been look, it's 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 been bad. I, I had a lot of losses on Saturday, and then my flag football team lost Monday night. Um, so it's been rough. It's been so rough. It, it hasn't been electric in Addison Harbor's world. No, not not as not in the sports part at least. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was good. Went to the Georgia-Florida game. Um, took a limo to the game, which was very fun. That's electric. Okay. And very electric. And, yeah, it was just besides the fact that I lost my wallet for about 10 minutes at the game, it was great. Um, so, yeah. Did you actually lose your wallet or did you misplace it? Um, I think it fell um, on the stairs somewhere and then some nice human – brought it to guest services so I was did. it a florida or georgia fan do you know Florida section obviously so it had okay to right because those are all outstanding citizens florida's just trash exactly. yeah exactly. okay you know good deal awesome what about the frat beach frat beach was crazy felt like an old miss spring party definitely was too old to be there so we <laughs> from afar um but was super fun. It was kind of cold, but everyone looked like they were having a great time. So it was great to experience it. So, yeah, that's good. Absolutely. I get why people love um, the dogs. 
Yes. I America's can only team. All right. Should we get into it? Let's get into it, Birch. Let's go. Thomas, take us away. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the, the first, before we get into the games, I think that, you know, we're not going to talk much about TCU in this, uh, this recap. So I think we should kind of address Gary Patterson stepping down as TCU's head coach. Um, I heard someone say it that he built a monster that he could not feed anymore. Um, and I think that's a really good point. Like Gary Patterson brought that team to two different conferences. They were kind of like a forgotten team in Texas or college football prior. And it just got to the point where he couldn't really handle the pressure that TCU expected anymore. It definitely seemed like a four step down. Um, you're in Dallas. You would be more in tune with that than I am for sure. Um, I was surprised by it. He's, I think he's a hell of a defensive coach for sure. Um, he's going to have a job, obviously. He's too smart and too intelligent to not. Uh, but I, I was shocked at that, at that happening, especially this part of the year. He built a program, and they're not letting him finish the season. And I thought that yeah. was disrespectful to him. Yeah. No, I totally agree, man. Like, and the thing is, there's so many open jobs um, open at this coaching carousel. You obviously have USC, you have LSU, and we just don't know what's going to happen. Possibly Florida. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so I'm really curious. Like, I don't really have a good read of who TCU is going to hire, and it'll be kind of just interesting to follow. Yeah. Yeah, I have no thoughts on it. I mean, there are conferences going down. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know who would want that job. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I'm not too worried about it. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> – we're going to talk about some games here that happened last week uh, pretty soon. But before that, I think that. Uh, we, wait, hold on. First, I have something to say before we get into it. I got to tell you all about Surge. Oh, uh, yeah. We got to talk about Surge. Surge Everyone's is favorite startup. So, Surge, just to tell you all, it's with the J, not a G. Um, it is what is known as a conversation marketplace where you, yeah, you can connect with professionals, athletes, artists, and influencers through one-on-one -on -one video conversations and events. Um, and so one of our friends, if you're listening to this podcast, one of our friends actually started Surge. And so it's really cool. So here's an example. Imagine this. You're watching a football game where your favorite quarterback is killing it against your arch rival. You go to yeah. his Surge profile and schedule a booking with them for the following Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday comes around and you get to talk about how awesome it is that he went off for 300 yards and four touchdowns. So you're going to talk to him. It's kind of like a private, um, like video chat is what it seems like. Um, and so, or for the female audience, um, you're an incoming freshman girl in college and you want to connect with sorority recruits, simply go to the profile of the girl you want to talk to and schedule a time to talk with her. It's as easy as that. Um, it seems like a really good learning um, thing great tips and stuff like that to be able to have access to talk to um, influencers and people you looked up to. Um, so to get started, all you have to do is go to surge.co. Again, that's S-U-R-J-E dot C-O. And you can sign up as a customer and book a session with any creator. Um, you can also sign up as a Surge creator 
Um, so once we get famous, all of us will have a surge account. Um, right, obviously. Money by selling conversations with your audience. Um, so just go to surge.co and sign up as a creator. From there, you can go to your offerings and create a new chat topics for your audience to register for you. Um, there's never been a better way for you to make money on the internet than becoming a surge creator. Um, so this definitely seems like some new technology um, that is going to be really great um, for the yeah. future. So get it's on definitely, it. Why it's, definitely a, it's definitely a market disruptor. I think that this is something that's really cool. And obviously we, uh, we know some people starting it and have the utmost faith and trust in them. It's going to be Super cool. I think Addison and I are already creators. You can come talk to us about, you know, college football against the spread. Or, without me, huh? Yeah, that's, that's right. Or, or you can talk about insurance, which is everyone's favorite topic. Um, but we'll get into the games, but all of y'all go look at Surge. It's, it's pretty yeah. incredible, and it's going to be here to stay for a long time. If y'all have questions about it, um, just feel free to call Lee Mina. Um, you can find his Twitter profile or, um, yeah. All right, Manny at Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, this game kind of surprised me. I think we all went into this game thinking that Miami was just kind of destined to fail. Pittsburgh has a, a highest main contender at quarterback. And it just did – it lived up to the disappointment that I think no one saw coming, but I think we all deserved as far as the ACC goes this year. Um, little fun fact about Kenny Trickett. He threw more interceptions in this game than he did all season. So, not a great yeah, performance. Yeah, the kid him. blows. <laughs> yeah, you said he was going to win the Heisman last week. Kid blows. I did not, did not say he was going to win the Heisman last week. Pittsburgh was a nine and a half point favorite. What a job. They're trash. Um, both these teams are trash. ACC is trash as a whole. I'm disappointed in them as a conference. Um, that's about all I have for that game. I hate Pittsburgh. I hate Kenny Trick. Yeah, they, they broke my heart, mainly because I had two units on them. But, you know, we won't get into that. All right, Michigan at Mississippi – Michigan State. Sorry. Uh, Addy, you go first on this one. I, I took the first one. Well, to begin with, uh, Michigan really, for the most part – the first half dominated this game um, yeah. and and they look good they look solid now Michigan State was at home they had a few bounces go their way that definitely helped um, I thought the first half Michigan was the better team however yeah. in the second half Michigan State was far and away the better team in my opinion mm -hmm. uh, that running back what a day for him um, he's has in front runner now easily no one's even a close second I wouldn't imagine yeah, um, and and Michigan State just flipped a switch. It was like thirty to fourteen or thirty seventeen or whatever. I started walking uh, from our Airbnb to tailgate at Auburn because I was at the Ole Miss Auburn game mm -hmm. and get to the get to the tent, look at the TV, and Michigan State has the lead all of a sudden, or, or it was a tied game. Um, so I don't know what happened in that part. What Michigan State did to flip the switch. But they were definitely the better team in the second half, and they deserved to win. And um, I think they're the second-best team in the country right now uh, based off their resume and body of work so far this year. Okay. I think that's fair. I mean, it just goes back to what we talked about last week. Harbaugh is now 2-13 and 13 against top 10 teams. 
He's one of 10 against true road games versus ranked opponents. And they were up with eight minutes left in the third quarter by 16 points and did an ultimate choke job. And, you know, you can argue that maybe some calls didn't go their way. You can argue that maybe there was some, you know, home cooking. But at the end of the day, man, like Michigan State did what they do had to win. And I think it speaks volumes to kind of Jim Harbaugh's tenure as a coach of not being able to close big games. I do agree that uh, Kenneth Walker III is probably the Heisman frontrunner right now. He's got a lot of games ahead of him. He's got Penn State and Ohio State, so we'll see if he can kind of perform there and end up winning the thing. Um, but I think this speaks more about Michigan's failure to close games than it does about Michigan State. Yeah. Um, what about the That's Texas, a very fair point. Texas Baylor game? Baylor um, Texas. Texas did what they do best. They blow leads. They're on a three-game losing streak. They blow uh, a 10- or 14-point game this week. They just don't know how to play football in the second half. They don't. Uh, Addison brings up a good point, and I will um, give him credit. Last week he said that Texas was going to lose this game and Baylor was going to win. I was kind of drinking on the Kool-Aid a little bit. I said that Texas was going to figure it out, and they significantly disappointed me. Um, in the second half. This is the third game in a row they've been winning at halftime and in, in a Big 12 game against Oklahoma, against Oklahoma State. They had a bye week and now against Baylor where they were up and then lost in the second half. And it just goes to show that this team doesn't know how to win yet. Maybe they'll figure it out kind of like, you know, at the end of this year and going into next year. But Sark's got to be concerned about the depth and kind of the morale around his team right now. Um, there's definitely some lucky business going on at Texas. But again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. They can't play defense. They're not winning this year. No, they may. They yeah. they're going to be they're going to be a borderline bold team. They only have one guaranteed win left, and they're sitting at four wins right now. So they may. There's a chance they don't go to a bowl. I don't know what to tell Texas fans. I mean, it's just it's embarrassing. You're the wealthiest school in the country, and you can't win six football games. Yeah, it's it's kind of pathetic. It's kind of fun this being here day. because all of them, like, you know, talk big game. They think they're they're Texas. It's a brand. It's an icon. And they can't figure it out on the field. They have it since 2008, 2009. So it's, it's just kind of fun to watch them spiral and continue to have hope and lose hope. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, they just play their football team. They just play soft shit football. That's all they do. <laughs> They lose at the line of scrimmage. They don't play defense. It's just soft. What about Iowa-Wisconsin, Addison? What do you think about that? Once again, I hate football. I, I thought Wisconsin was a terrible team all throughout the first half of the year. And then they've had two big wins in a row. Purdue and Iowa, they've, they've turned a corner. Closed the book, opened a new one. They look solid. They're ranked in the top 25 of the college football playoff. Um, and Iowa, I mean, Iowa's offense. Maybe the worst in the country. I think it is the worst in the country. Like, Probably so one so. of my – Statistically, it's the worst offense in the country. One of my coworkers who's – he sits next to me, a good friend of mine, Henry is his name. I won't say his last name. Um, to save him the embarrassment, went to Iowa. And – he was fired up about this game against Wisconsin, told me it's a lot, plus three and a half. Thomas, like, we're going to win. It's no problem. 
when Iowa was down 17 points, I texted him, do you literally think Iowa can even score 17 points? And he responds with, I hate Iowa football. I'm going to drink my sorrows away. And I think that's kind of the description of Iowa in general. He told me that one of his best friends made an Instagram account for the quarterback. I don't even know his name, the quarterback's name, but it's literally worst quarterback in America than the person's name. So kind of funny. Like they'll definitely be in the transfer portal for a quarterback, uh, but their offense can't do anything. Uh, I put money on Iowa last week because I just thought Wisconsin was so bad. Mm -hmm. But Iowa, I mean, they're terrible. Yeah. No, they absolutely. They should just. They should. They should. They should throw in the towel for the rest of the year. Do you believe in the coach, or do you think it's time for a change? I think they need a new offensive coordinator. Okay, and maybe some philosophical adjustments. But I mean, other than that, if he can make changes, um, we'll talk about changes in a little while. One team in particular. Um, that is really make makes them look completely different. If they can make changes, anything can happen. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we're talking about that next. That one mm-hmm. was, I was at the game. Um, overall, great win for Georgia. But um, well, I say great win, but honestly, like the first half, Georgia was kind of not exactly the team that they usually play. Um, as and so I do I can't remember if some of the players were hurt or not but um, just didn't look as sharp at first but then kind of once they got their momentum going they were just um, off to the races and creamed um, UF and I don't even think I I don't think Florida scored till later anyway so um, overall great game to watch really love going to um, Jacksonville I think what's really cool about this game is that it's halfway um, for both these teams. So literally the stadium is split in half. So you see the Florida fans leaving at um, halftime and all the Georgia fans were still there. So um, it was, as Thomas would say, very an electric game. Um, but what did y'all think watching it from TV? Real quick, Bert, you have a question for you. Yeah. Since that game, you know, part of the thing that makes college football so great in the pageantry is playing on campus, having the student sections and all that and everything that comes along with it. Um, do, do you think that game should go to campus? Oh, yeah. We were talking about that in the car on the way there. I mean, personally, I like the fact that it's in the middle. Sure, it makes, you know, the trip different. But, like, you have all of these games at home and you have all of these games away. But, like, to know that you're, like, only a few hours for both of them to go to the game and you Uh-oh, uh-oh, technical difficulties. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We lost, we lost Miss Birchie. We lost, I we think lost she was about to say, oh, however, I do. Uh, she's we, back. We I'm lost back. you. We're like the pageantry. We were talking about this in the car. It's halfway, and then you went frozen. So I mean, you, just, have, you know, you, you have some games away, but to know that it's basically an hour away, you have frat beach and all of that stuff. Um, I just think the tradition of it is really cool because there's not many games that – you get to have like that. Um, yeah. just, you know, in my opinion, I think it's a great idea and I think it should continue, but I also understand, I know Kirby smart doesn't want it to continue. Um, and he is, coach, so you got to do what you got to do. But um, I do like the thought process of it. I do know it, you know, it affects recruits and 
and those weekends and stuff too. So, um, but overall, as a fan, I do like it. So, a lot of recruiting talk lately, especially with uh, Dan Mullen, <laughs> who doesn't want to talk about it. He said he's not recruiting right now. He said we could talk about recruiting when it's recruiting season. Right now, when it's that time season. of the year. And then Kirby Smart, who is probably the best recruiter in college football. Okay. He is a great recruiter. He is a great recruiter in college football, partnered with the best network, quote unquote, in college football. Okay. Um, He says it's a 365 job. It happens every single day, every single night. And you have to have the best players in order to compete in this league. And it was just a really, it was a really bad look for Dan Mullen to come on and say that when Kirby Smart's saying the complete opposite. Florida's looked better recently. Dan Mullen's – I don't think he's going to get fired or anything, but it, it, there's there's a spark under his seat right now. Yeah. Like, I think they finished the season with, like, South Carolina, Missouri, Florida State, and then some, like, bad F, – F, like, middle-tier FBS team, I think a power five. If he loses one of those games, maybe you can have the discussion. But I think that it's more about hot seat going into next season for Dan Mullen. Uh, as far as that goes. Correct. Yeah. But there's I think it's something there. For next there season. is. Yeah. And also there's, there's brief talk about Anthony Richardson kind of looking somewhere as far as the transfer next year. And that dude can play. I know that it was kind of probably a poor choice to start him like in this type of significant game against the best defense, probably in the past, like what, 10, 15 years. Um, I don't think he's going to transfer. I think that he'll probably get from the Kings to the kingdom or, Keys to the kingdom, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Florida finishes the season, how they're doing recruiting, and and if they can generate any momentum going into next year. That would be important for Dan Mullen and, and that stuff. Before uh, we go to transition, the next game, before we go to the next game, I want to say something. Like, Florida should be recruiting at a top 10 level every single year. You're in one of the top three recruiting rich states in the country. Like, you can make an argument for – Texas being number I would one, say California third. being number one. Florida's definitely top three, right? And you're you're in a state where it's – okay, you're in a state, not like state, but like state of mind, where Florida State's not that great, Miami's not that great, and you should be dominating if you're forward in the recruiting bed, and they're not. So I think it just goes to show he doesn't really care about recruiting, and maybe he should significantly more given the role he's in and the coaching job he's in. But there, there's stuff happening in Florida, and we'll see about it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Florida, FSU at Clemson. Um, this was, as- I hate college football. Once again, I hate this. This was my 401k lock of the week. <laughs> um, and it was a lock. It was a lock. It was. It was Florida it was. State, for, for what it's worth, for what it's worth was covering this game and had it covered until the dumbest play I've ever seen in my life happened. Uh, yep. If you don't know, Florida State was down four points with four seconds left on the clock. They throw a 20-yard crossing route, and then there's plenty of room down the sideline. The guy can advance the ball and then maybe look to score. No, he catches the ball. He starts throwing it backwards. They lateral it all the way back. Clemson picks up the ball, scores a touchdown. Clock expires. On the last play game. For those that don't know, I had, this yeah, this I is had the bad doubled bet of the down. year. I had double down on Florida State last week. I was counting on them. It was a lot. 
I mean, it was a lot. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, like, I was not wrong on that. I was not wrong. Florida State. We'll, we'll call it a push. And then, and then some dumb shit happened. <laughs> For those that don't know, like, like Addison mentioned, he was in Auburn this year. Uh, or last week, he went to the game. And he didn't get to see the tail end until a little bit later. And so I text Addison, and I'm like, I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but Florida State found a way to screw it up and kind of briefly describe the situation to him. And he doesn't get good cell reception. He's in the stadium. About 45 minutes later, he texts me. He goes, you're, you're freaking kidding. Like, this, this is not real. And so, sure yeah, that, that, was, I had that was so bad. I had checked the score, and there was like one minute left. Florida State with the ball, or like 30 seconds, the Florida State has the ball down four. So I'm like, okay, I was counting my money, counting yeah. my money. And then I and then I checked my phone later, and I have this text that says, uh, by the way, Florida State didn't cover. <laughs> and I didn't believe it. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was, it was one of those things. 20 was that final. You just got 30 to 20. It's just like I was texting one of my friends about it. Uh, one of my coworkers, and I had convinced him to bet on Florida State too because he was asking me, like, he's a big NFL guy, I'm a big college guy. And I was like, Florida State's a great bet. And then he texts me after it. He goes, I mean, whatever, dude. Like, wh- what are you supposed to do in that situation? You just kind of throw your hands up. And no, like, it was a great right. bet. It was a great yeah, bet. I will it was. To it. Florida yeah. State plus nine and a half was a great bet. It just got unlucky. Good. Shit happens. And and I will say I will say this, Clemson. I told you Clemson's offense was not good enough to beat anyone by ten points. Their offense yeah. wasn't good enough to beat anyone by two possessions. They didn't. Their offense no, did they not didn't. beat anyone by two they possessions. Didn't. Their defense did. <laughs> so I was right. I was right, and I'm sticking to it. Another right. tough bet. Go ahead, Birchie. SMU at Houston. Tell me about this. It. Was this was another tough bet for me because. You know, I believed in my hometown team. I, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was running on campus on Thursday and said, I believe in this school. I believe in this program. Like, no way we lose to Houston. That's right. I said we. It's we now. Um, and then a kick return in the fourth quarter just kind of screwed things up for me. Uh, Houston won 44-37. SMU did not cover, and it just kind of makes the American Conference continue to look like a mess. Other than Cincinnati, um, of course. Yes, I, I bet with my heart on this game and not my brain. Um, I should have bet on the team with the better head coach, a proven head coach, Dana Holgerson. I don't know what I was thinking, except that I was just following my heart, and that was dumb, um, obviously. Um, Houston had already scored a kickoff return for a touchdown in this game. And then with 30 seconds left, SMU wants to kick him the ball in a tied ball game. And they squib it. He gets it on the full sprint, touchdown. Houston wins. Stupid. That's all they said in that football. one. Yep. I hate college football. Next game. All right. Kentucky <laughs> at Mississippi State. This one hurt me because I voted on Kentucky, um, and they really let me down to my arch nemesis, Mississippi State. Other um, than Florida. Yeah, other than Florida. What – did y'all think about it? Um, I think Mike Leach is destined to find a niche, or niche, however you pronounce it, to beat middle-tier teams. So, like, your Kentuckys, your 
you know, whatever your South Carolina is, you're kind of of the, of the tiers of, you know, the SEC, there's the top tier, there's the second tier and down forward. I think Mike Leach's ceiling is to beat the second tier. I don't really see him beating UGLA, the UGAs, the Alabamas of the world, but he can make a living and stay at Mississippi State if he just continues to win the way he does. Um, we heard all week. I mean, I told you, I said on this podcast last week that I didn't really buy into the state hype and I ate my words again. I was totally wrong here. State dominated the game. Kentucky did not look like they were going to win the game at any point. Um, once again, I hate college football. Um, I hate how this game happened. Kentucky had four turnovers. Idiots. Um, and the biggest surprise to me was Mike Leach has decided to run the ball. They ran the ball over 30 times for the first time in his tenure at Mississippi State. Maybe the first time in his coaching career. I don't know. They'd been averaging about 11 – 12, 15 rushes a game until this. Um, they decided to run the ball. And State, this could end up being the biggest what-if season ever for State. They could not – if they would have ran the ball all year, they would only have one loss right now, and that would be bad. They would have beat Memphis. They would beat LSU. Yeah. They, they, they just got – they got beat by Bama. But if they would have played this type of football all year where they run the ball, and played like they – I mean, they would have one loss. They'd be in the top ten right now. They may be – they might be the second or third best team in the SEC West. Okay. So, here's, here's my as question. We sit, right, as we sit right now. They still have – they have Arkansas this week. They have Auburn. They have Ole Miss. So, we'll see how it shapes up. But right now, after what I've seen from them lately, they may be the second or third best team in the SEC West. So, here's my question for you. If, if Ole because obviously most of the people that are going to be listening to this are going to be Ole Miss people, because let's just be honest for the time being. Um, if Ole Miss and State, if were Ole Miss and tomorrow, State played, if Ole Miss and State played this week Saturday, State beats the hell out of Ole Miss. I mean, I at this point, based off of what I've seen, the injuries Ole Misses have right now and the morale, I think I agree oh, with you. Based off injuries, yes, uh, Ole Miss is in. No position health-wise yeah. to beat Mississippi State. They and couldn't beat AM. They can't beat Auburn right now. Now, if Ole Miss is healthy, it's different. But Ole Miss no, practice I agree. two of a, Ole Miss practice with two of eleven. They're starting the first game. I saw that. I saw uh, that today. Crazy, absolutely they, insane. State would beat them. A and M would beat them yeah. right now. And they Ole Miss left them left. They've got to get healthier. Or they're going to lose two more games this year. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Ole Miss, uh, the next game we're going to be talking about is going to be Ole Miss at Auburn. Um, Brian Horson is a damn good coach. I'm just going to say that. He's kind of figured out how to use uh, Bo Nix. I mean, after the benching in Georgia Southern, Bo Nix has been a completely different quarterback. And you can kind of talk about the rest. You can talk about, you know, Ole Miss being injured. But the bottom line is that Ole Miss had, what, four or five times in the red zone to score and they did once, like Ole Miss did not deserve to win this game. And it's not because of the refs. You can argue that, but it's because Auburn was the better football team that day. I wouldn't say Auburn was the better football team. I would say they're very even. Um, Ole Miss got outcoached. I agree. Yeah. I think I think if both teams were fully Ole healthy, Miss Ole, Miss get, Ole, Miss, won. Ole Miss did not get beat per se. Yeah, I think if Ole Miss is healthy, I think they they could, they probably win that game. Still, 
Um, the refs did not help. There were a ton of missed calls. There um, were. But Lane Kiffin got his ass kicked. No, he absolutely did. And Jeff I mean, Levy. There's and something Jeff, that went. Jeff Levy and DJ Durkin. There's something that. Okay, well, DJ Durkin in the first half, I would agree with you. But this they team had a chance to win week, in the but... second half. Ole Miss had a chance to win in the second half, and it it was a lot of because the defense stepped up. The defense allowed three points in the second half. It was 28, what, 10 going into halftime? And they allowed no, 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 no. the rest of the game? No, 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 no. It was 21-17 at halftime, I believe. I'm pretty sure that Auburn did not score a touchdown in the second half. I didn't get to score a field goal. I'll check the box score real quick. but I'm- Okay. I might, I might be wrong. 90% I, certain it was. I think Auburn played the better game, and I think that Auburn was the better team that week. Yes, the coaching had to deal with it, but Auburn just played better. And we, Addison, we knew that the was S- going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I told you. I, I, I picked. We, we both picked did. Will's, Will's the only one that picked Ole Miss last week. I know. You're right. It was, it was 28-17. Yep. Both teams both both teams just kicked field goal. Yeah. Like Brian Harson made adjustments and did what he had to do in the second half uh to kind of contain Auburn. Almost even went for it on fourth down in the fourth quarter and didn't convert and then typed what? Um what's his name? Uh number four on Ole Miss. What's his name? Um defense. I can't think. Short guy like me. He's a baller. Uh, recovered a recovered a field recovered a fumble and almost had Tyler another Knight. opportunity. Yeah, Tylen Knight recovered a fumble and had a, and almost had a chance, and then we got another turnover. We went forward on fourth down and didn't get it. Like almost had opportunities to win this game, like you said, with the coaching aspect of not kicking field goals. Like they really bit themselves in their ass. And I, I will say this real quick. Um, I, I told you I had a four hundred one k lock of the week. I still think technically I was right there. This was my mortgage. This was my place your mortgage on a game of the week. Yeah. For the under. No, we both we both just took saying. the under. Yeah. Like just I I had one uh one coworker text me. I'm thinking about taking the over in Ole Miss. And I told him, A, Ole Miss is out two of their top three receivers. They're out their left guard. They're out two of their starting tight end. There's no way in heck Ole Miss wins this game. There's no way actually that this game goes over 66 points. And both of us were right in that end. Nope. Nope. Another last crazy game. Um, Penn State at Ohio State. Uh, Penn State played a lot better of a game than I thought they did. They, they would. I, I thought that Ohio State was going to cover 18 and a half just based off of what I saw from James Franklin throughout the week. And then the previous game against Illinois, they lost 20 to 18. So I kind of saw this as kind of a guaranteed 18 and a half. Like credit to Penn State. They came out and played. I think that it says more about Ohio State than it does Penn State, though. I think Ohio State's beat up on kind of little brothers in the Big Ten, but might have some trouble with Michigan State and Michigan coming up here towards the tail end of the season. Yeah, um, I I thought the game went exactly pretty much how I thought it would go. Um, I didn't think Ohio State would blow them out. I thought Penn State's defense was too good. Um, Like, I'm not sold on Ohio State. I mean, I'm just not – I don't think – they're not not great. They're a very good football team. 
and it'll be interesting to see how the Big Ten shapes up with them, Michigan, and Michigan State. I mean, yeah. Ohio State could still lose two more games. The Ohio State could definitely still lose to both Michigan State and Ohio State. I still would pick them if I had to. Um, not like against the spread, but money line. Um, but we'll see, man. Like the Big Ten is going to be super interesting. There's a chance that two Big Ten schools make it to the playoff. But we're going to talk about that pretty soon anyways. Yeah, Addison, yes. how did how it there? I don't know. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't calculated that yet. That's fair. We can but but I'll say this. I'll say this. I do know uh I do know one voter went um with twelve games they went either ten and two or eleven and two in their picks. I do know one of the voters did that. I was very impressed. Good for them. Definitely wasn't me. No, not I. Not I. <laughs> I also don't vote, but All right, uh, college football. Playoff committee. Yeah. So, yeah, the playoffs committee came out with their their um their top 25 last week or for this week yesterday. And uh, the first one of the year. Say, first one of the year doesn't really mean anything, um, but it is fun to talk about. Needless to say, it was significantly different than the AP top 25. Um, so, Addison, I'll kind of let you say your knee-jerk reactions, and then I have a couple things to say, too. It doesn't mean anything, but it does at the same time. I think this it, is the most important one. It sets a and standard. I think, obviously, so it sets the standard. It lets you know kind of how they're thinking and their thought process. So, I think this is the second or third most important one that they've released. Um, okay. As far as it goes, obviously, their the last one is the most no, important. No, that, the first into, one is. Yeah, I agree with that. Because it just tells us a lot of their thought process and what they think. Um, and I will say this. I think any team in the top 14 still has a chance to make the playoff. Am I going yeah. to exclude uh, – I, I would say probably any team in the top 14 probably has a chance to make the playoff. That's, that's they totally win fair. Out, they have a chance. Yeah. They have a chance. Notre I mean, Dame may not have as much of a chance. As and they need some things to happen to – and Auburn, they can, Auburn, yeah, they, they played this week. They played this but week. Also, Auburn, Auburn, Auburn can still, Auburn still plays Alabama. And if Auburn wins out, exactly. they'll have a rematch with Georgia. So yeah, if they Auburn win out, better they chance. win the SEC, they're in. Yeah, no, well, I agree with the same that. way. A&M controls their own destiny. Until if Saturday, A&M, both of those teams yeah. control their own destiny. If A&M wins out, they have a, they have a great shot at making it, especially if Auburn beats Alabama. They have a huge chance. Well, AM has the tie break. Well, yeah, yeah. Because AM has two yeah. losses to Arkansas and um and state. State. That was that was bad. That was a tough scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah. no, like so this I agree. Thing. So AM actually, so AM doesn't control their own destiny. They need Bama so Warriors. Auburn what are your, does control their own destiny. What are your thoughts on Alabama at number two? The committee's an idiot. Idiots. Okay. Stupid. That's the Why? dumbest thing ever. Alabama's not the second best team in the country. You think Michigan State's the second best team in the country? Wins. I think right now, based off resume and the eye test, Michigan State is the second best team in the country. Alabama, I, think, I mean, what have they done? They beat Ole Miss, they've blown out Ole Miss, they've blown out State. Ole Miss is so, their best win. They're, that, Ole, that, yeah. That's kind of sad to say that Ole Miss is their best win. 
Brandon Walker brought up a really funny point. He said the only reason Mississippi State's ranked 17 is to give Alabama another quality win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a joke. Alabama is not the second best team in the country. I don't think that. I think their ceiling is the second best team in the country. So I can see that. Yeah, like their ceiling. Look, when first when of all, Georgia's win the national okay. championship. We no, don't even have to talk about no, no for argument. The rest of the year. Georgia should win the nat- Georgia should win the national championship. I don't want to speak in absolutes, but, but if I had to choose, I'd choose Georgia. But they should win the national championship, and there should be no question. I agree. I think I think Alabama's too high. I would put. I think I would have personally put Alabama at four. Yeah, because they do I, have two top twenty. They do have two top twenty-five wins. That's a fair win. I that's put, a fair. I would put Michigan State two. I would put Cincinnati three. They have a top ten win at here's Notre Dame. The, here's the thing. They they, the thing. they still. If Notre Dame wins it wins out, they get in still. Okay, that's play that's SMU. where that's where I disagree. I think there's a reason that Houston and SMU aren't ranked, and I think it's to prove a point that Cincinnati. Again, I've been beating this like a drum. Cincinnati does not control their own destiny, and I think they need more to happen for them to make the playoff. Well, look, well, I'll tell you this. There are there are 15 teams on this list, yep. on this top 25, that I would bet money on Cincinnati beating. Do you think Cincinnati could beat Alabama? I think it would actually. I think it'd be a. a I think it'd be a game. I think I don't, it'd be think, a Cincinnati, I don't think Cincinnati will beat Alabama. Do you think Cincinnati Neutral will beat site? Michigan State? Do you think Cincinnati will beat Michigan State? Neutral site. Who knows? Dude, I I don't Cincinnati, know. Cincinnati Cincinnati played with Georgia. I watched Cincinnati play with Georgia. Return that all was those a, players. Cincinnati. That was a bowl game, dude. Nobody like Georgia didn't care about that game. Let's be honest. They they didn't care. Cincinnati's going to get up for those games more than other teams. They're going Cincinnati, to peak. They're going to, Cincinnati is going to peak when it's time to peak. Georgia will get up for a playoff game. They're not going to be the same Georgia team that they played in a bowl game. No, 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 no. no. They will not beat Georgia. No, they're not going to – I don't they're think they would beat Michigan no. State. I don't think they would beat Alabama. I don't think they would beat Oregon, and I don't see them beating Ohio State. I think that six is a very fair placement for the time being. Now, if if shit happens, well, I think Michigan Oregon, State loses. I think Oregon, Oregon loses top the game. Oh, I think Oregon would lose too. I think Oregon would lose to the three above them. I think they would lose Thomas. to Ohio State. Thomas, I would, without hesitation, right now, if Cincinnati and Oregon played Saturday, I would put next month's mortgage payment on Cincinnati. Money on. I think Cincinnati. What do you? Okay, they would just, beat Oregon. Oregon yeah, is not going, good. Oregon's my team. I, think, I love I think them. That, I, I think the winning. I think the winner. No, 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 or, no. Listen, listen. You're you're discrediting something super important. Birchie said to bet on Oregon against UCLA, and it panned out. If Birchie says that Oregon's going to beat Cincinnati, Oregon is damn well going to beat Cincinnati. Okay. Thank you, Tom. It's gonna. It's gonna happen. I don't think so. Right? Case I don't closed, think, I think if Oregon Cincinnati played, happens, I think if they played Saturday, there. Cincinnati would win. We'll get tickets and we're going. We're going. No, if they play, we're going. It's going to be we electric. Going. It's going to be awesome. I'd love to. Okay, we'll expense it on the company. Maybe they'll make. Maybe they'll the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think. Okay, something we have to kind of briefly mention before we move I on. Think, I, I think, think Oregon's win against Ohio State was a was a fluke. I don't think oh, Oregon. I, I don't think we agree. Top four. 
No, we, we've talked about this before, Addison. If Ohio State and Oregon played again, I think Ohio State wins. It doesn't matter where that game is played. Ohio State would win that game. No, I, under, I understand why the committee did this because of the head-to-head matchup, but I think Oregon is the worst team in the top 14 in okay. this list. Okay, so something I want to talk about before we move on to the next segment, we've kind of talked about Alabama. We've talked about Cincinnati. Those are two big points. Oklahoma being undefeated at number eight. What do you think about that? I mean, they haven't won. I mean, they're winning games, but not by much. And no, you're right. Eh, no, I, I mean, I, I think I think that's about right. I, I would jump. I think that's about right. I, mean, I don't know who I'd put in front of them. That's what I start to run out with. They, I think it's – Here's the thing. I, I have a top four. I have a top four, and then after that, fill in the blank. No, we, we talked about Georgia, Michigan State, Cincinnati, Bama, and after that, fill in the blank. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're going to figure out the Big Ten because all these teams are going to play each other. All right? We're going to get probably one, maybe maybe two teams out of the Big Ten. I still think it's one. Oklahoma, we talked about this last week, still has three games to play into the three most important games of the season. They have Iowa State, they have Oklahoma State, and they have one other one other game. That's a ranked opponent. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Um, and then potentially the – Who are you talking the about? Big, I'm talking about Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I mean, Oklahoma. They're going to play Oklahoma I, State. They're going to play Oklahoma State. No, they have three – their three games the most important. They have Baylor uh, next week. And they have Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and then potentially a Big Ten championship. And if Oklahoma beats all yeah, three of those teams – or Big 12, if – if I'm saying if – I think they will lose the game. But if they win out, they're in the playoff and there's no question. That they will have proven themselves to me at that yeah. point. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I completely but, agree with both of you right now, right now, I think they blow. No, and I, I agree. Oklahoma has proven nothing to me to make them think they're a good football team. Caleb Williams had a great game last week. He's, he's fun to watch but they're destined to lose one of these games. And if they don't, and if they win out and they defy the odds, they're in the playoff, and I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah. No, you're correct. You're correct. I mean, they're going to get beat there. I think. I could be wrong. No, I, I agree with you. I think they, they're going to lose one of these games, but they might not. I don't think Notre Dame has a real chance because they don't really play anyone else this year for the most part. They would need a no, lot they're of done. They're done. I think Oklahoma um, State, Baylor, Auburn, and AM, if they win out, all of them that, win out, they'll have a chance because because some of these other teams are going to lose. I think Wake no, Forest right. is probably going to lose. Wake Forest, I don't they may think not. even if Wake Forest wins out, they'd be in. If like Wake Oregon wins, wins out, out, if Ohio Wake State wins out, if Wake Forest wins out and Cincinnati wins out, Wake Forest would jump Cincinnati, in my opinion. Ooh. Which okay, if, if that's if that's a I mean, scenario, they have the top ten win. If that's a scenario, I would take that's Cincinnati. An interesting scenario. If that's a scenario, I would take Cincinnati. Okay, we've we've talked a lot about this. We're going to talk Cincinnati. about this every week. Uh, let's Cincinnati go ahead. Cincinnati would have that win. Okay. Again, we could talk about this for hours, like you mentioned, Addison, in our group message. Um, for the sake of time, I think we should go ahead and move on to the, 
the best part of this podcast, which is obviously going to be the pole assassin story. Um, Addison, you kind of want to touch about like, you know, the, the 30,000 feet cliff notes of what's going on with that. Miss Birchie, have you heard about this? I have not. Birchie, this is the best story you'll hear all day. You do oh. not know who, you don't know who the pole assassin is. Let's hear it. Okay. So, a little backstory here. I'm so excited for Birchie. A little backstory. Jeff Banks is the special teams coordinator at the University of Texas. Yep. Before that, he was at Alabama, and he's been at A&M in the past. Now, while he was at Alabama, Jeff Banks met a girl. She has a very interesting career, a former career. Her name is Pole Assassin. Can you guess what she did for a living? Um, I'm sure I could guess. You want to guess for us? She was a stripper. <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> Thank you. She did. Okay. Jeff Banks watched this girl perform on a pole, decided he was going to risk it all, left his family, his wife and kids, for the pole assassin. Which full disclosure, now, she is now, she is no longer she is no longer stripping. She is retired from stripping. She is a coach's wife right now. Okay. Yes. Which is Jeff Banks makes a million dollars. Yeah. Jeff Banks makes a million dollars. Was a stripper. Right. It's not anymore. But Joe Banks. Yes. Jeff Banks. Jeff Banks left his family, like divorced his wife. Yes. Divorced like, his wife, left his kids. So I have a little fun fact about that. Um, before we move forward to the next next part of the story, this is kind of an actually you say what you have to say because I want you to bring the the second half of this story before I bring what I have to say. Okay, so Birchie, while she was a stripper and doing her pole dances and stuff, she had a partner that performed with her. She has a pet monkey. That did her act with her on stage in strip clubs. This monkey. It's an emotional support monkey. Named Gia. I'm sorry, what? The monkey's name is Gia. She has a monkey named Gia. Gia. So I have a a backstory about Gia. Yes, Gia. Um, So one of my roommates and uh, good friends, Riley, is from Tuscaloosa. He went to Alabama. And he uh, told me one time that one of his best friends from high school, he went to Alabama too. Um, his mom is a teacher, right? And one day, one of the kids was late for school and didn't really know what was going on. And the kid came to class around 1030 and said, hey, teacher, like, listen, I'm really sorry I was late. Uh, the monkey got out of the cage and we couldn't catch it. And it was turning on and off all the lights. So I'm sorry that I'm late, but the monkey, like, was out. All right. So teacher for all this long until two days ago thought okay that's definitely a lie but addison will tell you the rest of the story it obviously isn't a lie the monkey was out of the cage and um that was a true story okay so so this monkey daughter or son son i don't but the son was with the wife so it's a stepmom one of jeff's children anyways right one of jeff's children so the story ends up at this oh. point it, it's, it's kind of irrelevant from uh, from football now, but 
they threw a Halloween party either Saturday or Sunday night. I'm not sure which one. From okay. seven to ten, from seven to ten, it was kid friendly. They had a maze set up in their backyard, candy, ghosts, whatever. Out and then from nine, from eight to eleven or nine to eleven or whatever. This is when the adult party was going on, and I don't know what happens at an adult party with a with a college football coach who's married to a stripper. That's up to the imagination. You think what you want to think there. But while the kid part was going on, one of the kids strayed away from the party, walked around their backyard, and went to another gate, which she claims it has a sign on it that says, do not enter emotional support animal. He went to this. He started – he was with the monkey. He got around the monkey. The monkey bit him. The monkey bit a kid at their Halloween party. Oh, my gosh. And Twitter had a field day. It was electric. Virgie, it was amazing. You have no idea. Virgie, Twitter went crazy. It's amazing. It was the best part of my week. So, so th- this is why the story's relevant. A current college football coach is married to an ex-stripper named Polisass who has a pet monkey. The pet monkey bit a kid at their Halloween party over the weekend, and Twitter lost its mind. Wow. The pole assassin has been on like Let me like some famous person. Like she's been on like some sort of like, you know, TV show or something. No, she's infamous. The pole assassin is. Monkey is. Wow. I did. Another another fun fact about Jeff I had the unfortunate pleasure. He had the unfortunate pleasure of seeing her performance with the monkey. So scarred for life. Another, another fun fact about Jeff Banks is he was actually in line. Um, He was a significant leading candidate to take a head coaching job at Washington state. Um, That doesn't really seem applicable now. I don't think he's going to get the job, but it kind of sucks if you're him, but makes for great content and incredible memes. So I'm all for it. I'm right now. Wow. Wow. Virgie, it is a hole. You're going to be trapped under it for the rest of the night. And I'm really jealous that you're experiencing this for the first time. Yeah, Gia. Seems like a lot. All right, let's look ahead and go into some picks while we're while we're doing this. Okay. Pretty Keep looking. Miss. Let's talk about it. I mean, that's a crazy game because you got Hugh Freeze coming in from um, past Ole Miss coach, and then you got Lane Train, who's just a whole different momentum than Hugh Freeze was. So, Thomas, what are your yeah. thoughts? Um, man, I don't know to think of this game. Like, obviously, I think Ole Miss is going to win. I was kind of looking up the odd shark data prior to taping this. And it kind of surprised me because 72% of the money is on Ole Miss. Liberty is 14 and three against the spread in the last 17 games. They're six and three on the road in the last nine games. But also, Odd Shark is projecting a victory for Liberty. Granted, it's super close of 37.4 to 37.7, uh, favoring Liberty. I think Ole Miss wins. I think this is a weird game just because. Hugh Freeze is back in Oxford, and 
you know, obviously the highs were super high at Ole Miss. He, he brought the program to levels that hadn't seen since Eli Manning and established the program as a place where you can win. But the lows were incredibly low, lack of recruiting, you know, allegations of calling ladies of the night. So it'll be interesting to see how the crowd reacts to this game. I think Ole Miss wins, but I don't think Ole Miss covers. Addison. Bearing, bearing all the injuries Ole Miss has, essentially. Yeah. Addison, any thoughts? It seems like no. Um, what about Wake Forest at UNC? Addison, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Addison? He's having some technical difficulties. He's having some technical – can you hear anything I'm saying? Don't say anything if you can hear me. Okay, sweet. So Addison can obviously hear everything I'm saying. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, I'll say it again. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. You're going to hear exactly what I said last time. I think that going back, obviously, the story is Hugh Freeze coming back to Oxford. Um, He showed what you can do without a Manning at Ole Miss. Um, he showed that you can make it to a Sugar Bowl. You can win big here. The lows were super low at Ole Miss. You know, allegations of calling ladies of the night, whether it was for players or for him. Um, you know, ladies of the night. That's what, that's what I'm going to call it, okay? Um, 72% of the money is on Ole Miss to cover at minus nine and a half. Liberty is 14 and three against the spread in the last 17 games. Nine and three on road games against the spread. And Odd Shark has Liberty winning this game, which surprised me, 37.7 to 37.4. Super close margins. I still think Ole Miss wins, but bearing all the injuries, I don't think Ole Miss wins by nine and a half. I'm not betting on this game. I don't trust in it enough, but that's what I'm thinking. No, I don't know if Ole Miss can win by that many with all the injuries. We'll see who even plays this weekend. We don't even know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Um, but Ole Miss is going to have issues stopping Liberty on offense. Yeah, the absolutely. Malik Willis. Can run. He's a solid quarterback. Hugh Freeze is going to have him ready to play for this game, I think. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't think Liberty's a great team. I think that they're probably below average. I mean, they lost to Louisiana, Monroe, or whoever. Yeah. You know, as, as a 30-point favorite, they lost. So, I mean, they're not half. good. But they, you know, you never know. It's, it's no, gonna be and a weird game freeze coming back. So we'll just we see saw this. We I saw this. Win. Yeah, no, we saw this with almost games in the past when Hugh Freeze coaches when when he gets his team up to play, they play. And this is a game where I think that Liberty is going to come to play. We've seen Ole Miss struggle against running quarterbacks in the past. We saw it with Bo Nix. We saw it in Tennessee, and we saw it in Arkansas with KJ Jefferson. So this is an issue that you know is going to happen. I still think Ole Miss wins. I think nine and a half is a lot of points, and I don't think they cover. I agree. Yeah, if I'm gambling, I'm staying away. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Wake Forest at UNC. Addison takes away. Um. Well, I was very surprised with this line. North Carolina is a two and a half point favorite at home against Wake Forest. Wake Forest is undefeated. However, this does seem like a game North Carolina would get up for. Um, being that Wake Forest is undefeated, it's a chance for them to get a top 10 win. So part of me leans towards North Carolina here. What do you think, Thomas? I think North Carolina wins too. 
I think that I think that um I sorry Birch said something funny in our Birch said something funny in our chat, but I'm going to continue. I think that North Carolina came in with a lot of preseason hype, and they haven't really lived up to it. I still think they're a talented team. Maybe they were too overhyped going into the season. Seventy percent of the money is on Wake Forest. Wake Forest plus two and a half. Odd Shark is projecting 37.8, 34.2 UNC. Granted, Odd Shark isn't super accurate. They weren't last week. They never really are, but it's fun to look at. But Addison, I kind of agree with you. I do like UNC money line here. I think Wake Forest is a good team. I think it's a fun story, but I think the ACC is destined for disaster, and I think UNC wins this game. If I had to make a bet on this game, the over-under 76, I think I would take the under. Oh, my. The, the over-under 76? Damn, yeah. yeah, I'm taking the under. Like, I think that that's that's the best bet out of all of this, for sure. Another bet. Honestly, before we get started, before we, I don't want to go into too much of the picks before I need to say something and get something off my chest. The last two weeks have been a very struggle for me with picking yep. winners. Um, but I'm a shooter. What do shooters do when they, they get shoot. cold? They shoot their way out of it. No, I agree, However, man. Addison. They can't, they can't just take – they can't just keep shooting threes or throw up a half-court shot and hope something falls. you got to move in. You've got to get layups. You've got to get some 15-foot jump shots. you got to get your rhythm back. There are no layups. There are no 15-foot jump shots this weekend. Yeah, Everything's no. a three-pointer. Addison, this season's been super tough, and we both started off really hot. Like, I know that – you were like 31, 20, this, and two this on the is season. This week um, is tough. I, I'm 25, 15, and one of the season. I've been six and nine the last two weeks. Nice. You can make all the jokes you want. I know. Um, it has been tough the past couple of weeks. <laughs> um, so I'm staying away from UNC Wake Forest. If I had to bet on a money favorite, I would probably do UNC minus two and a half at home. They have the better quarterback. Um, and Wake Forest, I think their their magic time is done, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Auburn at Texas AM. I mean, AM's been doing that big beat against Alabama. Yeah. This now, is the best game. This is the best game this week, in my opinion. You have 13 versus 14. AM comes in at a four and a half point favorite. They're projected to win 36.6 to 26.3. So 36 to 26 is kind of, you know, if you're averaging 63% of the money is on AM. I think four and a half points is a lot of money or is a lot of points. I think that it's closer than that. I don't know who's going to win per se, but I think I like Auburn plus four and a half in this game. I think I like Auburn plus four and a half as well. Over under is 49 and a half. Mm, Whatever. Um, yeah. I'm staying away. I think I would. I would. I would lean. I would lean the over. Yeah, I would uh, too. That might be something I stay away from. Yeah, but I, I do like. I like. I like Auburn plus four and a half in this game. I think it's going to be a. It's going to be the best game this week. I think. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I think yeah. so as well. I think that's a great game. Another game: Penn State at Maryland. Thomas. Um. I would lean Maryland uh, plus two and a half. Yeah. Um, That's okay. You can go first, Addy. I would lean yeah. Maryland plus ten and a half. I don't think Penn State's offense is good enough to beat Maryland by 11. 
I don't think. I'm sta- yeah. No, I'm staying away from this game. Odd Sharks projecting 36.5, 19.8 Penn State. So 16 points roughly if you're, uh, if you're looking at it that way. 87% of the money – no, excuse me, 89% of the money is on Penn State. I'm not a full believer in Penn State's offense, especially at quarterback. James Franklin may have proved me wrong last week as far as the other coaching jobs go. I still think he's gone after this year. He's reached his ceiling at Penn State, although I would love for him to go to LSU because it just makes too much sense. He's probably going to USC. I think 10.5 points is a lot of points. I'm staying away from this game, but if I had to bet, I would probably do Maryland plus 10.5. I would as well. The over-under is 55.5. I would lean the under. Yep. It's Big Ten. Yep. Under. Yep. Michigan State at Purdue. That one will yeah. be. So Purdue is Purdue's kind of made a living this year of being the underdog and winning games they shouldn't. And you can make an argument that, hey, maybe this is a hangover game for Michigan State. They just had a huge victory against Michigan, biggest game they've had in their program in the past few years. Mel Tucker's really doing things there. There's talk about him going elsewhere. Odd Sharks projecting a Michigan State win, 29.2 to 28.2. That's one point. I don't really buy it. I think Michigan State is probably going to win by more than three. Uh, 87% of the money is on Michigan State. I kind of lean with the public here. I think Michigan State wins by more than three. Yeah, I think so too. Purdue's such a weird team. They, I mean, like they look good. And then they look bad. And I, mean, I think maybe they're due for a good game. I don't know. Michigan State is coming off. They just got up. You know, they made yeah, a peak last Biggest game of the year. Yeah, so this is a chance for Purdue to still win. Um, I, I think if you're going to bet this, sprinkle a little bit on Purdue money line okay. and just see what happens. Over-under is 54. I lean the under. All right. NC State at FSU with a minus three. I mean, that's – Eddie, you got it, man. What are your North thoughts? North Carolina man? State. Oh, I don't love it. North Carolina State. Florida State is not a good team, and they do dumb stuff. Like last week, I'm, I'm done with them. Man, here's the really- thing – Addison, here's the thing, man. NC State is terrible on the road. And I'm not giving any credit to Florida State. Like, Florida State's not a great football team. Um, they've had a few good wins. They hung in there with Clemson. They definitely should have covered. We spoke about that earlier. Uh, Odd Sharks projecting a 35.9, 25.7 victory for NC State. 82% of the money is on NC State. I don't know, man. Like, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, NC State's so bad away. They're just not a good team when they're not at home. This is a game that I'm staying away of. Do you have the notes on what the over-under is? It's 56. Uh, I'm not betting on this game. I'm, I, don't, I don't feel good move, about it either move, way. It's moved to two and a half. It's moved to two and a half. I could wake up Saturday morning and see myself – Betting on North Carolina State. Just saying, screw it. If I had to choose, I would choose North Carolina State minus two and a half. That's too good of a that's 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 too close. They're a better team. They're a better team. 
I don't care if it's on the road. They should beat Florida State. No, they should. You're right. I don't know if they will. I would I would definitely lean towards them doing that. Yeah. All right. Mississippi State at Arkansas. I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised by this. Um, because I shouldn't be. But Arkansas with negative five point five. Yeah. So Arkansas is a five and a half five point favorite. Odd Sharks projecting Mississippi State to win 32 to 28. I think five and a half, five and a half is a lot of points. I think Arkansas can still win this game, but if I'm I'm probably gonna bet Mississippi State plus five and a half. They've been playing really good. They've been playing great against kind of second tier teams in the SEC. They're not gonna beat the the Georgias, they're not gonna beat the Alabamas. But this layer of like the Kentuckys, the Mississippi States, the Arkansas, you can make an argument for the Ole Misses right now. This is where Mississippi State's been thriving this season. I think I like Arkansas plus five and a half five. Plus five and a five. Blah, blah, blah. I think I like Mississippi State plus 5.5 away in this game. Um, they've proven they can win on the road. They did it against Texas A&M. So that's what kind of what I'm thinking right now. I think Arkansas might still win, though. I love Mississippi State plus five and a half. Arkansas, their schedule's lightened up. They've been able to rest a little bit, kind of get healthy. So they're in a good spot. Uh, Mississippi State's coming off of a, a big win at home against Kentucky. They look better. They're running the football. Um, I, I would I definitely like Mississippi State plus five and a half, and I like the over 55 and a half. I was I like just that. about to say that, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think Mississippi State, uh, Arkansas can score now. Mississippi State plays defense, though, they Arkansas do, so I can play defense, but Mississippi State is going to spread them out. Will Rogers is. Uh, so efficient if Mississippi State – I said last week, I don't know if Mississippi State can score in the red zone because they don't run the football. Well, now they're running the football. They look good against Kentucky. I, I think Mississippi State definitely covers, and I think I think there will be enough points to get over 55 and a half. 31-28 okay. gets you there. Yeah. That was shoot Alabama. Yep, yeah. yeah, that one. He's PC Alabama, Will. I think Alabama – I think Nick Saban still kind of has 2019 in his head, and it's still something that's kind of personal to him, and this is the last time he's going to be able to play at Ogeron. This game's at home. Alabama, generally speaking, covers at home this season. Um, something interesting I read is 99% of the money is on the over in this game at 66. Odd Shark is projecting 48.6 to 20 versus Alabama. Line again at 28.5. If I had to bet, I think I would probably still take Alabama to cover this game. Um, this is a stay away game for me. It was four touchdowns is a lot. And you never know what can happen in the fourth quarter. Fair. To, to do that. Um, 28 and a half slot. If you get it under if under 28, if you can get it at 27 and a half on your book, I would take Alabama. But 28, half, 28 and a half is too many points for me. I'm staying away. Okay. But there's no question Bama wins this game and wins it decisively. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, LSU might score a touchdown against Alabama's fourth string, though, to cover, you know. So, when, when, when these games that are huge lines and, you know, the scrubs are going to be playing the whole fourth quarter, I don't think you should bet on them. That's my advice. Yeah. Archie, what do you think? 
think you're right. Tennessee at, <laughs> Tennessee at Kentucky. Howdy. So I've gone back and forth on this so far. Um, I think Tennessee is a solid team. But I also don't trust their offense. I tend to trust Kentucky's defense. I don't think Kentucky will turn the ball over four times again. I think coming off mm -hmm. of a loss will wake them up. I would lean Kentucky to beat Tennessee at home this weekend. Yeah, likewise. I would lean Kentucky to beat Tennessee this weekend. I would lean. No, like, like we mentioned, the it's line still, is um, even. Um, I would lean. I've Kentucky got it too. on my book. On four? Is that what you said? Four? Just... Okay. Four. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, I'm kind of the same way, man. Like, this game, I think this will be the second best game in the SEC uh, as far as content goes. I don't know where I'd lean. I think if I had to choose, I would choose Kentucky. Odd Shark is projecting a 31.2 to 29.6 victory for Kentucky. 89% of the money is on Kentucky to win. I think I lean here just because the game's at Kentucky and they're coming off a loss. They're going to kind of be woken up a little bit. Um, Tennessee, is it better than we thought they were going to be? They're definitely a competitive program, and I think Heifel's the man for the job. Uh, they're not going to be the Georgias or maybe the Floridas of the world, but Heifel's a good coach. It'll be a fun game to watch, uh, but Kentucky closes it out and wins the game. Yeah. I would lean the under, 56 and a half. Yeah. Uh, Birchie, do you have any pop culture stuff for us this week? Um, nothing too crazy. Bachelor, it wasn't that great. Um, so nothing, just boys being dramatic. Um, yeah, I think the pole assassin really kind of took <laughs> sway on that. So, um, well, I still have, I have, I have my 401k lock of the week. We didn't go over it. No, we didn't, um, but say it. I have Louisville, Louisville plus four and a half at Clemson. Louisville plus four and a half at Clemson. I think, I think Louisville. That's my lock of the week. Hold on. Before we leave, Odd Shark, just in case you're wondering, they're never right is projecting a Louisville win 31.4 to 26.8. 53% of the money is on Louisville plus 50 plus 4. 100% of the money is on the over at 46 and a half. Wow. Wow. I have the over under at 47. Um, I, Louisville. I like the, what, was the money for, what was the money for Louisville? Uh, 53%. Okay. I'm on action. It shows 64% of the money. 64% of the bets are on Louisville. Okay. Um, and I think that's I like right. Louisville. I, think I like Louisville a lot here, man. Again, Clemson covered for the first time since the ACC championship last year. Uh, and it was because of a, a miraculous last play that was kind of BS in our book. Yes. Yes. Kind of. You watch it. They it, think it was a half cover, if anything. Yeah. Uh, Birchie, you want to you want to close this out? Yeah. Um, thanks for those who are still listening. Uh, always glad to have you all here. 
Um, thanks for keeping it electric. Don't forget to follow us on our Twitter, HFT underscore official, um, Homefield Tailgate. Uh, we just got a new profile picture and header up there. So check that out um, and check out Surge while you're at it. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you all next week. Yeah, Virtue uh, did an incredible job with the graphics. Again, it's electric. It's incredible. Follow Surge, use Surge and uh, peace and love. Bye guys. See you next week.